0: Welcome, I'm Tim, this is the BS Show. Yes, we've renamed ourselves because, I don't know, I'm cool like that. Uh, On the couch I have Curtis. Heyo. And via the magic of the internets I have Drew on Discord. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Great introduction. Uh, It's kind of like when you watch CNN via satellite. Exactly. He just has, like, a little earpiece, and he's, like, in a half suit, and he has, like, a shitty background.
1: And he's not exactly. wearing any pants.
0: And he's not wearing any pants.
1: And I'm pretending that something bad is happening, but I've actually paid actors <laughs> to, to do things.
0: Is that how the news works?
1: Uh, that's how CNN works.
0: <laughs> I haven't watched the news in, like, I don't know, 10 years.
1: Yeah, just don't. Don't waste your time.
0: Yeah, I, I don't.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Network news is not worth your time.
0: Even local news, I don't, I don't also, watch Also,
2: yeah, there's nothing for yeah, <laughs> local news.
0: The only time I watch local news is when my dad sent me the screenshot of him recording it on the TV via his phone <laughs> of me. It's the only time I yeah. watch the news. <laughs> when I was interviewed that one time. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. They, I think it's on their DVR. And,
1: Perfect. Uh, You're famous.
0: I am famous. I'm You know, I'm special, according to my parents.
2: Yeah. Good special or bad special? Yes. Okay. (laughs) All of the above. All of the above.
0: (laughs) Man, we have uh, a lot to talk about, I guess, uh, considering both Drew and I were in weddings that were both interesting. Uh, Yeah. But we'll start with Curtis because, I I don't know, I feel like Drew and I are going to talk the longest. Probably,
2: yeah. (laughs) All
0: right, so what's going on?
2: So, uh, got a new job. Yes. It's interesting. It's all the way downtown. I get to be that standard St. Louis person every day that says, hey, there's the arch. Cause it's like maybe a quarter mile from my office. Sweet. Um, I have a lot of things that are going on, but people keep postponing it. So. <laughs> all right. That's fun. <laughs> so like, I'm like ready to do stuff and then people are like, oh, we got to push it back. Like what? Well, Every time I was supposed to be helping Justin rebuild a transmission this weekend, oh, but then he was like, No, nah, we can't do it. Oh, all right, cool, Fair. all right,
0: nope, yep. all right,
2: sure. <laughs> so that's my life in a standard holding pattern,
0: yeah, that seems accurate. Mm-hmm. Uh, just hurry up and wait, yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. That seems like the COVID era,
2: and especially a lot of it has been. We've been trying to get this stuff done since April.
0: Nice. (laughs) Because, you know, have an entire summer not to do anything. Not to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How's Frank? Is Frank officially yours now? Frank
2: is officially mine. All of the documents have been signed. Everything has been taken care of. I'm waiting for the title to come back in the mail with my name on it. Hmm. And we're golden, golden showers. Mm, Ooh. <laughs> Hot. <laughs> God
1: damn. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, Frank's chilling, though.
2: Driving like a champ. I was a little bit worried about it for a minute. I don't know how often you drove it on the highway, but the hood likes to bounce. Yeah. And yeah, after a while, I was like, all right, it's fine. But I had to like check it every morning before I left because I didn't want the hood just flying up on me while I'm driving down the highway.
0: Uh, Sally's hood does that too, but it's a composite hood, so it's kind of un- understandable.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a heavy hood. I don't yes, know what yes, I could yes. do to fix that. Hood pins, yeah,
0: but then it'd kind of look ridiculous. Yeah, it'd look ridiculous. <laughs> no, dude. who you have
2: hood to put hood pins on it now? Holy shit! <laughs> I mean, yeah. I do want to get a cattle guard for it, but
0: <laughs> heck yeah, dude. Uh, he's running fine.
2: Yeah, everything's running fine. The
0: transmission wasn't a thing. Nope. Yeah, ever since they put fluid in it, it's been fine. Yeah, it hasn't been. It was slipping, and now it's not. One at least. When I sold it to you.
2: Yeah. No, it's been driving fine. Past inspection just fine. Nice. The only thing, uh, when I went to go get those tires replaced, I told you about, or I didn't tell you about this, but one of them, basically we used one and then had to pitch the other one. Oh. They they put it on there and it was fine. And then they lowered it down on the ground and it was just leaking out air out the side.
0: Oh. Mm. All right. Yep. And did they not beat it right? Could they not beat it?
2: Uh, I think they tried a couple times, and then like they like brought me out into the shop floor to show me what was going on. And as soon as he was taking it off, like apparently it was just dry rotted because the rubber just like pulled off. Interesting. Yep. All right. So I have one mongoloid old tire, <laughs> but it holds air. So yeah. Chilling.
0: Are you just gonna wait until you have to replace all four?
2: Uh, yeah, probably. Or if I do it, I'll probably just do it two at a time. And just rotate them.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
2: It's easier and cheaper.
0: That's true. You do need new wheels. Those wheels are pretty well shot. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the one is like, bent a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, the one
2: that got curbed. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta love Frank. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I can't. I, I kind of screwed myself in the long run with Sally because I have a staggered set, so I can't rotate tires. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. Oh, well. I don't slide anymore, and that's an important. Yeah, thing.
2: that's important. Yeah, yeah. Frank still hauls ass though. Does he? Yeah. Good. I Good. can get out on Manchester Road <laughs> <laughs> without potentially dying.
0: <laughs> Vision didn't have the guts.
2: No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh yeah, man. I don't. I don't know what it is, but uh, recently, uh, uh, uptick in St. Louis, just incredibly bad drivers all of a sudden oh my <laughs> god
1: it's
2: so bad yeah. you're driving downtown like i was stuck behind this guy for like five miles who was doing 50 on 64 nice yeah
0: man uh so the other morning it's 5 20 in the morning that's usually when i leave for work mm-hmm. this guy's tailgating me on clayton road uh and i'm doing like between 45 and 48 speed limit's 40 and he's tailgating me in the morning I'm like, are are you serious? it
2: has got places to be.
0: I I guess. And I was like, do I want to be that asshole that has the faster car and start tailgating him when he passed me? (laughs) Right. And then blow by him and slow down and do that. And I was like, I'm tired. I don't want to deal with this. (laughs) But, man, it it just seems like recently there's been, oh, gosh, I've been cut off. I've been – people are driving 30 down Manchester and – uh,
2: Which on a day like today, a little bit understandable. It's yeah. A bit rainy. Right. But
0: It's been like nice out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, people. People. Ugh,
2: gross. Oh, I did forget to tell you, I did rename the car. You did? Yeah. What is it? Valentine.
0: Valentine? Mm-hmm. You could just name him Frank Valentine.
2: Well, I was going for Vicky Valentine. Vicky Valentine. Waterboy. Okay. All right. That was the mindset.
1: Got it. I'm upset. How could you do this? <laughs> 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 you got a problem with the Water Boy? No, I'm just being a shitbag. Mm.
0: What was the character in Fallout 4? I know it was Valentine. What was his first name?
2: Oh, what was his what the, name? The robot. Guy. Uh, no, he was, yeah, he was the detective, uh, right? Yeah,
0: Detective Valentine. I can't remember his first name, though.
2: Did he have a first name?
0: I don't remember. Mm. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know
2: either. Not that important. It is to me. Clearly not. As a sandbox, that game was great. With a story, it was garbage.
0: It was a good RPG game, but not a good Fallout game. Yep. Uh, uh, I guess, Uh, is that it?
2: Yeah, I guess that's it.
0: Okay. Uh, So, I'm curious, because uh, Drew and I really haven't talked a lot. Nick Valentine. Uh,
2: Nick Valentine.
0: Haven't really talked much. I've been kind of antisocial and as Drew has been probably mildly antisocial because we both (laughs) kind of went through something. Uh, More so Drew with heavy trauma, the wedding.
2: Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, there's a story here then. Oh yeah. Oh. I there's I've, lots. Yeah. I've heard
0: a little bit. So the only thing we Drew's kinda said it was is a it was a shit show. So we're going to hear the full details of how Drew went to this wedding in California.
2: Can't wait. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So essentially, uh Curtis, you know Johnny. Yeah. Um I saw he was pictures getting married. Of the wedding, yeah. Very excited for him. It's good. It's great. Um I don't like weddings <laughs> and <laughs> I don't like traveling, but you know, because Johnny made the effort to come out here for my wedding. I was, you know, very determined to make sure that I made the trip happen Absolutely to be a part of his wedding. And I mean, he asked me to be in it, all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where the whole story starts. And, um, so it's been a very expensive venture from the very beginning. Uh, all these guys have no responsibilities outside of themselves. So like spending this money to like go on bachelor trips and go fly out to California and rent a suit and buy a wedding gift and all this kind of stuff doesn't really matter to them. But obviously I'm already poor and I have a child and a wife and another kid on the way. <laughs> So I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do here, Um, but I made it work, and so it was last Thursday, I traveled from here in St. Louis to Los Angeles, California, that's where I, I flew into LAX, which was cheap, but also horrible, because LA is a fucking shit show, And if any of you on here or any of our listeners actually live in California, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, It is a horrible state. It is just god-awful. You know, it's got great environment, and uh, it's pretty to look at. When it's not on fire. uh, Tell you what, when I rolled into L.A., the air was just yellow. And I don't know if it was from fire or because of smog, because I know that L.A. is, like, one of the most polluted areas in the United States. Mm -hmm. So who knows? Uh, But so that was interesting. And so I I had to fly in. I had a layover in Minneapolis. And it took me, which don't even ask me about that, because I don't fucking know why that was even a thing. (laughs) Because on my way home, there was no layover. Um, Sweet. But I had connecting flight. I landed in Minneapolis. I left at my house at like 10.30. Got to the airport at 11.30. Got on the plane at 12.30. Uh, landed in Minneapolis around 2 o'clock. And then my connecting flight was at 3. Sweet. And then I landed in L.A. Around 5, 5.30, waited for two hours for someone to come pick me up. And then I was supposed to go to Johnny's house and stay there the first night that we were there because the next morning was the rehearsal dinner, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a rehearsal dinner. It was literally just a rehearsal. But anyways, I was supposed to stay there, and the guy who picked me up from the airport was like, well, it's really far to go to... Johnny's house from here, so is it okay if we stay somewhere else? And I'm like, I mean, is there a bed? Because <laughs> I was promised a bed earlier this week, and I'd like to, you know, be in a bed again. Or be in a bed for sure. He was like, oh yeah, we can stay, you know, here, or here, or here. And I was like, okay, whatever, that's fine. I just want to sleep in a bed. <laughs> and we ended up at this guy's cousin's house, which was... Unbelievably nice. It was a great place. I got to sleep in a bed. It was nice. Nice, nice. Um, So that part was fine-ish. The traveling was the worst part because I'm very wide and planes are not wide. And, like, it doesn't matter who you are on these planes. People just are in your business and then they think that your seat is also their seat. Uh, and that your armrests are their armrests somehow. So people are always all up in your business and it's fucking horrible. You have to establish dominance of the
2: armrests early on in a plane. Oh,
1: trust me. I was sitting in my seat before anybody else sat next to me. And, like, the. On the flight from Minneapolis to LA, there's this little tiny dude. I sat in the window seat. He was like, hey, actually, I'm pretty sure the window seat's mine. And I was like, are you really going to fight me over this? Why don't you just sit down? And he's (laughs) like, no, dude, that's my ticket. I chose that seat. And I was like, so you want me, you want me, who is like three times as wide as you, sitting in the middle between you and somebody else? And he was like, yeah said okay so i made sure that i leaned over close to him the entire flight because he was an asshole
2: <laughs> and gave the person on the aisle as much room as possible look at you yep
1: well and it was, I mean, was a girl too so i don't want to like get up in her business and whatnot right and that dude was so uncomfortable the whole flight it was amazing i was super uncomfortable too but it was better to be petty and be an asshole because he was petty and an asshole <laughs> Uh, So that was that experience. Uh, The next day, we drove to Laguna Beach, where the venue was. And we held a rehearsal type of thing. There was no dinner. It was just a rehearsal. And the wedding planner slash coordinator that owns the place where the wedding was, was a mega bitch. (laughs) And... She was being a mega bitch from the very beginning. Instead of having like a positive attitude and being nice to everyone, she was just being horrible. So, of course, I, in return, made it very clear that the way that she was talking to me and the other people there was not going to fly. <laughs> nice. And she did not like that. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, my buddy overheard me saying, like, hey, listen, so if you want to be a bitch, go home and do that. But we paid you to be here, and I'm sure we paid you a fuckload of money to be here. So, uh, you know, even if you just have to fake a smile and be fake nice, that's fine, but don't be a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so that fixed that pretty quick. But... The rest of the day, what did we do? We just kind of, like, fucked off. We, we went to Dave & Buster's for some strange reason after the rehearsal. Wow. We ate food. And, like, there was no, I mean, there was a plan, but no official plan. Uh, Johnny wanted to go play games at Dave & Buster's, so that's why we went. But then no one played games. <laughs> and Johnny was like, why is no one playing games? And it's like, bro, we're supposed to be going to the hotel in, like, ten minutes. We all just sat down to eat. I don't know. It was weird <laughs> and confusing. Um, so then we went to the hotel, which was 15 minutes away from the venue,
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and checked in. We checked in. It was a nice enough place. wasn't too bad. Oh, I also had to pay for my hotel room. Nice. Uh, it wasn't an expensive but it also wasn't, like, super expensive. It was just kind of mid-tier.
3: Mm-hmm. But it was a
1: fairly nice hotel. And then what did we do? What, what, what did we do Friday night? I'm having a hard time keep keeping track of everything because so many things f- happened, and it was horrible for me. <laughs> um, oh, so one of the groomsmen the entire day on Friday was drinking heavily and also smoking more weed than I've seen a, a human consume in one day. That's impressive because you've seen me. Uh, <laughs> dude, you don't even understand. Like, it was constant just lighting up and then constant drinking. And then when we got back to the hotel after we, were, we went out and did something, I don't remember what it was. We came back to the hotel and he, he did four dabs. All in a row. Jeez. And I'm like, dude, what is your problem? <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> like, what the actual fuck? And he was so fucked up that at 6 p.m. that night, he stopped remembering everything from from that point on. <laughs> the next morning, we, he woke up. He was like, dude, I don't remember anything. And I'm like, yeah, it's because you took four dabs after you drank a bunch, and you were already smoking the entire day. And, uh, so he was a great person to be around. Just (laughs) excellent. My favorite type of person. (laughs) And, uh, so then we get to Saturday, the wedding day. We all wake up fairly early and, uh, there's no itinerary. We have no idea the timing of anything other than the fact that we are supposed to be at the venue at 6 p.m. Because that's when the wedding starts. Nice. We get a text message from the groom. He says, Oh yeah, we're having we're having bagels and coffee in our room at eleven. I'm like, Bro, no one's gonna wait until eleven o'clock to have breakfast and we all went down to the you know, the hotel kitchen and we had breakfast. Uh the groomsmen and everybody. Then we went to the, the bride and groom's room at eleven o'clock to start doing things. And we, don't, we still don't know what's going on. They give us our little gimmicky gifts that you do for your groomsmen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, yeah, so everyone bring your suits up here. And we're gonna, the, the guys are going to get ready up here. And then the girls will uh, go get ready somewhere else. And we're like, okay, sounds good. So I go get my suit and I bring it back up. And the girls never leave. And I'm like, okay, so I guess I'm not getting ready here? They're like, oh, yeah, you're supposed to go get ready in your room. And I'm like, nope, that's not what you said. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, yeah, just go back to your room, get ready there. Then Johnny will meet you guys down there, and he'll get ready down there, and they'll take pictures. Okay, fine. So we do that. And uh, that actually executes the way that they said it was going to. And then they're like, oh, yeah, at, uh, you need to be ready by 1 by o'clock because at 2, a limo's coming to pick up the groomsmen, and we're driving to the venue. Okay. So the limo shows up. We drive to the venue. Then they say, okay, we're going to take pictures with the groomsmen and the groomsman family. We take pictures until, like, I don't know, three thirty, four o'clock. And the bride and the bridesmaids show up. And they start taking pictures. Meanwhile, my friend Johnny is freaking out the whole time like a bridezilla. (laughs) Like, hardcore. (laughs) Anything that goes wrong, he freaks the fuck out. And I keep looking at him like, Johnny, these things that you're freaking out about don't matter. Like, for instance, someone spilled water on a tablecloth. And he was like, dude, what the fuck? You got this all wet. And I'm like, hey, Johnny, water dries. It also doesn't stain things. <laughs> and he's like, dude, I'm just freaking out right now. I was like, yes, I know. Clearly, Stop. Clearly, You're going to be fine. Nothing is wrong. You're fine. And I was like, no matter what happens today, you are going to be married at the end of the day.
0: Right, and being my own wedding and being a part of other weddings, n- not everything goes right or correct. Almost
1: mm-hmm. almost never, never does it go the way you think. Right. Uh, I was had one of those rare weddings that it was so simple and so well-planned that it just worked. Good. But, you know, like, either way, we would have been fine. Right. <laughs> it is what it is. You're going to be married by the end of the day, and I kept trying to explain that to him, but he wouldn't. Stop freaking the fuck out! <laughs> so I just stopped trying to help him. I'm just like, nope, it's fine. And I started messing with him too to make it even worse because he was being stupid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and all the rest of the groomsmen kind of started chiming in and messing with him. And I think that finally got him to calm down a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, which was good. But you know, still he was he had his little moments where he was freaking out and then we're getting ready to start the ceremony and uh here comes little miss wedding planner she shows up and um gets us all lined up she's like now remember to do this now remember to do that and this and that and we're like okay that's fine we get it and uh we do the wedding we do or we do the ceremony And for some reason, we have to go take pictures again, (laughs) and we go down to a beach that's like three blocks away, Uh and like 400 stairs to get down to the beach. (laughs) 400. Mind you, all of this is happening this day, and my pants are like three sizes too small. Ugh. So I had to squeeze into these fucking baby-ass pants... (laughs) And also, I gave them my measurements from a suit that I currently own that fits me perfectly. Interesting. And I get the pants. I get the pants a week before the wedding, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Yeah, just make call us and tell us if you have any problems, so that you can come in three days before the wedding and get a final fitting." I'm like, "Bitch, I live in Missouri. I'm not gonna travel to the to the fucking California three days before the wedding." so I can come in for a final fitting. They're like, well, that's what you have to do just to make sure that it works. And I said, I don't have to do anything. And I won't be there. Just follow the measurements properly. And if you look at my measurements, anyone that is even remotely competent, just in your brain face, would see, oh, these measurements are for a kind of large guy. They gave me slim fit pants. (laughs) Uh. What? Nice. Slim fit? Dude, my ass barely fit. Barely fit. I could barely get these pants over my ass. But man,
2: I bet your figure was show win.
1: I mean, dude, my ass <laughs> looked good. But seriously, it was ridiculous. It was They were so fucking tight. And I kept telling everyone, I'm like, these pants are going to fucking rip. And I was like, if they don't rip with me just doing normal stuff, I'm going to rip them on purpose because they're so fucking tight and I hate these pants. (laughs) So yeah. And the order of the wedding was weird too. Like I said, we did the ceremony. Then we went and we took more pictures on the beach. And then me as a fat guy, I'm running up these stairs, like 400 stairs to get back up to the street. And I'm like winded and I'm fairly tired when I get up there. But all these dudes who are, like, in shape and everything are worse off than me when they get to the top of the stairs. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys doing?
2: Like, how do you look like that,
1: that, but I'm somehow more in shape than you? This doesn't make any sense. I wonder if it had to do with the yellow air out there. Probably.
0: (laughs) Or the fact that they were probably drinking heavily.
1: That'll do it, too. They were drinking very heavily. I had only had, like, a beer that whole day. Yeah, that's it. that'll do it. Um... So anyways, then we get to the reception. Ooh. And they do food first. That's fine. Yep. But they let the bride and groom's family go first for food before the bridal party. Didn't make sense. Rude. Uh what? I was f- I was fucking pissed. Was it a buffet? <laughs> it was. Okay. But they like let them all go first. And I'm like, what the shit? I'm fucking hungry. And I've been here all day. You people haven't. Uh, I'm just being petty at this point because by this time, I'm so done wearing these pants that I'm about <laughs> to, like, internally explode. Uh... Um, so, anyways, we, we, we get food, and then they start dancing. Mm-hmm. And then at, like, 9, which, the, like I said, the whole thing started at 6. At 9, they do the cake cutting.
0: Wow, okay.
1: And then they did dancing again. It was very weird. Everything was out of order. It didn't make sense to me. Their wedding planner was a bitch, so I can understand why it was <laughs> fucking weird. Uh, and clearly, this was, like, a horrible experience for me. Um, I spent all this money all this time, and it was just horrible, and then I leave. I don't get to leave to come back here until 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. I had to wait at LAX for like 5 hours, 6 hours. Uh, I finally get home, and of course on this last flight home, they stick me next to the second largest person on the plane. (laughs) And I'm the first largest person on the plane. And I'm like, these motherfuckers, they do this shit on purpose all the time. They put big people next to each other. And I'm like, stop doing that. Uh, they
2: need to balance out the center of mass. They're idiots. Yeah.
1: It's so <laughs> dumb. And then, so, when I get home, I'm super hungry because I haven't eaten anything all day. hmm And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go to get some fast food. There's... A bunch of places right next to my house, and they're all open 24 hours. Every single one of them was closed.
2: On a Sunday, yeah, that that, that happens.
1: But it's 24 hours. Oh, they're I, open I,
2: 24 hours. Trust me, I hear you. I've been in a McDonald's <laughs> before at like and 2 I'm o'clock like... in the morning, and they're like, yeah, we, we're not open right now. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. I see people in there. What are you guys doing? Right, you legitimately sat there and waited for an hour and a half for them. Like, oh, we're only serving breakfast.
0: Well, Baldwin uh, shuts down at like nine o'clock, mm-hmm. nine p.m. Mm-hmm. Everything's
2: closed by nine p.m. Yep, everything. That's what I've been noticing too. Yeah.
1: Yep. But anyways, it was just a, sh- it was just such a shit show. And oh, and that groomsman that was fucking hammered and blazed out of his mind the day before was also the same way the entire day of the wedding and he was supposed to take all of the rental tuxes back to the store where we rented them from the day after the wedding like early morning because he lives in arizona and it was on his way back home Mm -hmm. he was just driving but instead he texted johnny at like four in the morning he was like hey dude uh, I'm just kind of tired of being here. Everyone's been really rude to me, and they've been making fun of me all weekend, and I'm just tired of being around everybody, so I'm just going to go home. And so he left, and he didn't take the suits. Perfect. Cool guy. <laughs> He's a fucking idiot. And, it, like, the night, the night before, or no, the the night of the wedding, when we were back at the hotel, he somehow found me when I was walking around outside, because I just needed to, like, cool off for a second. And he's like, hey, Drew, you want to, like, walk to my truck for a second? I was like, sure, whatever. And then he goes and he does a dab. And he's like, you want one? And I'm like, no, dude. Just fucking stop with the goddamn dabs. <laughs> he's like, dude, you're just like everybody else. You're so rude to me, bro. Like, what's what's wrong with everybody? And I'm like, you're the problem, dude. <laughs> you are literally the issue. There is nothing wrong with you know, smoking a little bit and drinking a little bit. But you are literally constantly doing it, and it's affecting your behavior, and you're acting like an absolute idiot. And he's like, dude, this is, I've only known you for like a day, and you're already talking to me like this. I'm like, Brandon, shut the fuck up. You're an idiot. <laughs> stop being so dumb. Stop, like, throwing your own little dumbass pity party. If you would stop being stupid, people wouldn't make fun of you and talk shit on you. He's like, well, everyone's talking shit behind my back. I'm like, no, they're not. They're doing it to your face. You just don't fucking remember it. <laughs> I'm probably the one who ended up wanting, like making him want to go home. But still, it's just, oh my god, I just hate people that are like that. <laughs> like, I don't care. I don't care what's going on in your life. Don't act like that because it affects other people. Okay? Right. Right. So, anyways, what's, what's the that was my experience.
2: You've Run into an, <laughs> an asshole. One, in the beginning of the day, you run into an asshole. You run into an asshole exactly. all day. You're the asshole. Exactly. Uh,
0: mm, that's good. I like that. So it sounds like you had a lot of fun. And <laughs> 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 what was your, what sorry that
1: was really long and drawn out. But there's a lot to uh, a lot to cover.
0: Uh, it's all good. What was your gift?
1: Uh, for going to the wedding.
0: Yeah, your groomsman gift.
1: A, a bottle opener and a shot glass. Okay. Hey. All right. And then he he and his wife also bought uh, some clothes and a little toy fire truck for Forrest. So that was nice. That is really nice. That is
0: nice. Yeah. At this point, you'll stop getting gifts for yourself and start getting gifts for your kids.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't want anything. I want it all for my kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> then I don't have to buy it.
0: <laughs> That's true. Uh, mine, uh, I guess I'll go into my wedding story. Um, not as traumatic. Uh, so, and, and a lot of this is already recorded. That was the last episode of the middle. You can listen to it. It's live already and you can hear a lot of that experience. Uh, so the rehearsal dinner and Caleb and I talked about this, that we were going to have all the groomsmen wear tracksuits that happened at the rehearsal dinner. Uh, So, it was pretty awesome. And so, the rehearsal dinner is at this venue, and that's like a a vineyard. And it was just open to the public, and we had our own, like, reserved place. So, here, Caleb and I are in, like, matching tracksuits, just opposite colors. People are just looking at it. It's weird. (laughs) Like, whatever. I love it. Uh, And everyone else is in tracksuits, and this is kind of like we're the Mafia or something (laughs) (laughs) at this place. It's a beautiful place. Did pick the wrong
2: day to come to the winery? (laughs)
0: Right. Something's about to go down here. Uh, uh, The rehearsal is fun. Um, And then after the rehearsal, I come back home for like an hour or two, and then we all go back to Caleb's to kind of hang out. And uh, what was interesting about this, and it's kind of mentioned on last episode, of the podcast. Uh, so there's nine of us. Uh, out of the nine of us, three of us are former pastors. That's interesting. That's like you wouldn't think that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think like six or seven of them love pro wrestling. Uh, one who is a pro wrestler in like an indie, indie scene. So you can kind of see how Caleb picks and chooses his friends. Something to do with religion christianity former pastor or pro wrestling kind of as caleb in a nutshell (laughs) 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 uh and uh saturday was a blast it was really fun getting to know those people again you can hear about it uh we all talk um we all kind of just bonded and i didn't i have only met like one of the groomsmen uh so it was just a cool it was a cool laid-back experience no one was like andrew's experience getting like shit-faced and there wasn't any of that. Everyone was just kind of cool. Uh, I would actually be legitimate and friends with a lot of those guys, if not all of those guys, if I was around them, if they weren't like all over the United States. Um, one guy lives two of, yeah, two of them live here. So we may, yeah, have them on the show eventually. So Saturday goes off without a hitch. Uh, it was fun. It was great. uh lovely experience. Sunday, um, Sunday was the actual wedding and it's at six, but we have to be there for photos at one. I think it was one. Yes, because I looked yeah, at noon. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it ends up being like we're just sitting there, not doing anything until like 2.30. They take Caleb and we're still just sitting there
2: that's every wedding that i've been involved in yeah uh, one it's all of the groomsmen in a tiny room that like yep according to fire code probably had, shouldn't have that many people in there yeah all and this, trying to get dressed <laughs>
0: well we show up dressed mm-hmm. uh so that wasn't a big deal we were all in our suits already um but there is also like seven of us in this tiny little room uh and the light lunch was like a little sandwich and chips and pretzel bites and stuff like that. So whatever. Fine. <clears throat> That's fine. Uh, we did prank Caleb. They wanted to do a first look where the bride, which is kind of funny. They did a, a first look of the bride, you know, Caleb's has his back turn. Kate, his wife shows up Well, we pranked him and we had the best man. This was Kate's idea, by the way wear a wedding dress <laughs> like a really bad Halloween costume one that was like see-through and <laughs> he's only wearing his boxers uh really short so like you can see like barely covering his ass and so he Caleb turns around and sees him and he's like he's the wrestler he's like 6'3 beard so he's comfortable in this also <laughs> yes also that uh 6'3 has a beard long hair and yeah <laughs> He's holding the, uh, oh, what, do you, the, what does the bride hold? The flower okay. uh, a bouquet, a bouquet and a beer. <laughs> uh, so we're just all laughing and having a good time. Uh, we go for photos at like 4.30. We're done with photos. All the groomsmen are done at like 4.45. The wedding doesn't start until 6. So it's just a lot of chilling, hanging out. And after the photos get done, I'm I start getting anxious and nervous and I'm like, this is incredibly awesome. Not really at all. Uh basically almost having a panic attack. Like I'm checking, I have a Fitbit, I've been checking my heart rate. It's pegged between like ninety beats per minute to like hundred and twenty. Like it's showing that I'm doing exercising. And I'm like, I'm not doing anything. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just pacing, doing my normal thing, trying to put myself in the headspace. Uh the actual ceremony uh, it was kind of weird and the fact that like all the groomsmen are like lined up and we just kind of walk out, which, yeah, okay.
2: To each their own.
0: To each their own, whatever they want to do, don't care. Uh, uh, The thing that was traumatic for me is this is the most anxious and nervous I've ever been in my entire life. I've spoken in front of thousands of people, hundreds of people. Both of you have seen me speak. Usually c- cool as a cucumber. My legs are shaking. That's how anxious I am at this point. Huh. Yeah, it was bizarre. Uh, I butcher some stuff. <laughs> Whoops. I screw up the ribbon tying ceremony. Uh, it, it, I just kind of fumble my way through this thing. It was awful. And <laughs> Caleb and Caleb will probably say, oh, it was great. It was wonderful. And I'm like, this is the most terrible thing I've ever done in my entire <laughs> life. Um, right. I'm just incredibly nervous, but it seems to go well. Uh, I know I did a really bad job cause everyone's like, you did great. <laughs> oh, not All bad, right. huh? <laughs> uh, you have to comfort me. That's how bad I did. Cool. <laughs> uh, but everything else is just fine. It was just me talking that I was just incredibly nervous and I don't, and I, I actually, I do know why. Um, I don't know how much I want to get into that, but there's like, I identified why I was so anxious and nervous about the whole thing. And basically on the verge of having a panic attack through the whole rest of the time, I leave about nine o'clock because I have to be up in the morning for work because it's Sunday. Uh, The reception went fine. Uh, I pray over the meal. The steaks weren't cooked at all. It was still like mooing, just kind of brown, Like, you know, a nice brown, but really pink in the middle, pretty much raw, Um, whatever. Interesting choice. Yeah, I I think they kind of screwed that up. I'd want to hear from Caleb, and we're probably going to talk about this on the next episode, how he felt about it.
1: Mm -hmm. But
0: the steaks were just not cooked all the way. Like, I would have thought if you're catering steaks, everything would just be medium or medium. Yeah,
1: that's how it should be.
0: Medium well. I mean, whatever. It's a steak. Deal with it. It's overcooked. Blah. We're cooking for, you know, a hundred people here. Deal with it. We're not gonna take medium or medium rare or whatever. Well, were they
2: all like yeah. undercooked or was it like yes. okay, so it wasn't just like yours was? No. It wasn't like they were like in a hurry and they
0: It seemed like they were in a hurry and just and then kinda just
2: kinda... barely cooked all of them. We yeah. had them brown on the outside and said we're done.
0: Pretty much. That's what it felt like. Uh but yeah dinner was fine uh the toasts were great uh the best man was hilarious uh the women had really emotional things to say because there's a whole lot of things going on in this wedding Mm -hmm. uh and so i'll get into that a little bit so the whole weight of this wedding is the fact that they've postponed it for a year even though they got married but this was like supposed to be their wedding ceremony yeah uh, they just kind of had, a, like, a small ceremony, a small group of people, and they had kind of a reception for their actual wedding. So this was actually supposed to be the thing. Well, the guy that did their wedding had passed away, Matt Netzer. He had passed away. So I'm feeling that. Like, I'm literally Matt's replacement. That just all kinds of weird for me. A whole lot of weight on me. A lot of emotional stuff going on there. Uh, not that I would compare myself to him whatsoever in speaking ability and that wasn't the thing it was no Matt should have been here mm-hmm. so was, that's weighing on me and I can't look at Caleb and Kate because they're already like watery eyed glassy eyed at the ceremony so I'm just like oh great I'm feeling all of this in this moment <laughs> yeah uh, so there's that whole weight and the whole weight of waiting a year and uh, Caleb has said on the show that uh, Kate's mom is sick so she couldn't be there and she may not make it through the year so there's that weight on top of it and it's just like this whole big heavy thing at the ceremony and man I felt it 120 percent and I think that's why I kind of cracked yeah I'm very sensitive and emotional and it was my first time speaking since 2019 and that's a whole other caveat of the PTSD from dealing with that situation and those people. And I had kind of left ministry and speaking and now I'm doing it. And Matt and then the, uh, uh, and I just freaked out. Yep. Um, but uh, everything else surrounding that was really cool. Uh, all the groomsmen were just really cool guys uh, as you've heard, if you listen to the show, um, just incredible guys. And uh, yeah, I, I it, it was, uh yeah, I don't have much. Oh, oh, that's where I was going to go. So the whole bit, uh, and this is a Caleb's thing. This is Caleb's sense of humor. He had a best man and assistant to the best man <laughs> because it <laughs> was this whole thing with replacements uh, because yeah. of COVID, they didn't know. And so Caleb just kept adding people Mm -hmm. and then at the ceremony, everyone just happened to all the stars aligned so everyone could be here. So we had a best man and an assistant, the best man. So I told the guys because I'm doing the ceremony that uh, there's a lot of passing here. I can't hold everything on me. Uh, If I'm doing a ribbon ceremony, I need assistance giving, you know, passing back and forth or a microphone, blah, blah, blah. So when I handed, like, my Bible off to do the ribbon-tying ceremony, which I butchered and didn't work well, he hands it – the best man takes it and then hands it to the guy behind him as the assistant best man. <laughs> so there's a constant – and, like, they're vow books the same way. The assistant best man had it, gave it to the best man, and gave it to me. There's <laughs> a whole, like, sideshow going on here where we're just passing stuff back and forth the entire time. Uh, I don't think anyone caught it, but it was just for us. Yeah,
2: something <laughs> for you guys. <laughs>
0: I, like the whole Saturday and Sunday was very much assisting the best man. Like you don't give the best man anything, you give it to the assistant <laughs> best man. <laughs> <clears throat> so it was a whole bit, and I don't think anyone noticed, and it was great. Uh, Caleb had, if you listen to the episode, Caleb had uh, the whole premise of that episode was to have the groomsmen do his vows. So he actually. Did those vows that were on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> uh yeah. So that was my my wedding story. Uh it was just traumatic for me. Everything else was great. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I was kind of antisocial this week and not being on Discord or really being around anyone just because I I I had to process. Man, I've spoken in front of people so many times. Why is this time right. different?
2: Yeah, and had to break it down in your mind why it went that way for you. Yeah, get it.
0: Uh, and it wasn't like an ego thing. It wasn't like I failed. It was more of like why, mm-hmm. why, so I can address it and become a better person.
2: Yep, I totally get that. <clears throat>
0: so yeah, that that was the kind of the kind of the whole thing for me. Um, there isn't a whole lot of other funny stuff because again a lot of it was recorded. Um but yeah, I, I did Facebook friend most of the groomsmen, so hopefully we'll hang out again. There was talks about doing like doing this every year. <laughs> <clears throat> like having like a reunion of sorts <laughs> every year. Uh we might try to get t- together for the Royal Rumble and wear our track suits again.
2: Nice. Yeah. I mean, I've had conversations like that with at least two of the weddings that I was in, and it never happened. But
0: doing tracksuits or something? No, just
2: like (laughs) we got to get together again because we had so much fun hanging out. But
0: yeah, I mean, we'll see. I know Caleb constantly talks to those guys, and we have a group, a Facebook group now, or a message, a group text through Facebook Messenger. So I'll be interested to in see how often we do get together. Uh the guys that live in St. Louis, hopefully we get together again. Maybe one of them will be a recurring a member of the show. Don't know. Um So yeah, it was it was it was a good time and I'm I'm honestly glad it's behind me. Um Yeah. Just a weight off of me. I have nothing else going on mm-hmm. for the rest of the year and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, uh, the suit was fine and the suit actually fit me. Good. Yep. So, uh, I did get really bomb shoes. I really like those shoes. So, yeah. Uh,
2: are you going to wear them with your gym shorts? Like I saw you the other <laughs> day. <laughs> well,
0: because I had bought them like Friday, like the day before. And I'm like, "Oof, they're like leather shoes, I should like try to break these suckers in.
2: Yeah. Drew, I walked into the kitchen and Tim was wearing leather shoes, long socks, and his blue gym shorts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And I knew he was going to the wedding, so I was like, Is that uh is that how you're gonna dress today or Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: tried to, I tried to convince Caleb to do the track suits for the reception, but that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. I did pick up yeah, a seventeen year old girl, so that's cool. Uh yeah. look at you. Yeah. Not like like physically picked her up. Oh. Not like hooked up with her. Like, what are you talking uh, about? <laughs> like, physically picked her up. Because she was. So you just made me feel dirty. Yeah, I know. I felt dirty anyway. Because <laughs> uh, I didn't know she was 17 at the time. Mm. Yeah, one of those. Mm. I'm backpedaling quickly. <laughs> um, yeah. Because she was a, a bridesmaid. And so when you go to oh, the reception okay. thing, you do something goofy and we couldn't think of anything. And I'm like, my brain is gone and my heart is going a hundred miles an hour. So how about I just carry you into the reception? And she's <laughs> like, uh, I'm kind of heavy. And I'm like, well, let's try it. And she weighed nothing and I've been working out. So, so whatever. Yeah, it was no big, <laughs> no big deal. So I carry her into the reception <laughs> and I'm like, this is cool. And then I find out later, oh yeah, she's like not even 18 yet. I'm like, Oh, I'm a dirty pedophile. Cool. Cool. <laughs> There's definitely not photo evidence of me carrying the 17-year-old girl. Ah, uh,
1: uh, carrying someone's not malicious.
0: No. No. And she had a smile on her face, and that's all I care about. I wasn't no. abducting
1: her.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> Yet.
0: Carrying her to the table. Oh, she's related to Caleb, so <laughs> that's the whole thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was the only other funny bit, um carrying this girl. And, uh yeah I felt strong and buff.
1: You're you like, are
2: strong and yeah, buff. You're yeah. looking it.
0: Thanks. Thanks. I'm trying. Uh, yeah, so now that I don't... I guess I can do a health update. We can actually get on to the rest of our lives and what's going on. Uh, I kind of plateaued 190 pounds because that's where I got my suit fitted. So now I've been working out even more. Or at least this week I started... I'm going to try to go six days a week and start getting on the elliptical more and start doing legs because I've been neglecting them. And I was going to go today, but I'm so incredibly sore that I'm like, it hurts walking up my stairs right now. <laughs> so I'm going to take yeah. today off and then hopefully Monday through Saturday, I'll be hitting the gym more. Um, but yeah, I'm still at like 190 pounds and I'm lifting an incredible amount of weight. Uh, let's see. I did. I'm trying to do 45 five times and four sets. Nice. Uh, I did 240, and so now I'm going to try to do... I, I tried to do 245. I failed, so I'm going to keep doing that until I succeed, and then do 250, move on to 250. I did 250 before the wedding four times, but then I regressed back to 240 to do it five times, and now I'm going to try to do five times. So I'm getting buff. Nice. Nice. And I'm excited about uh, playing hockey next year, where I'm going to just
2: destroy people. Yeah, I would imagine. Good. Yeah, you're going to be a small brick wall.
0: Pretty much. Um, I I don't know how strong I am yet. You know, because yeah, I'm lifting a lot of weight, but I haven't like real worlded it yet, other sure. than picking up a 17 year old girl, which was kind of effort. Let you know. Yeah. Whatever. I
2: mean, we can see if you can push Valentine up the driveway. <laughs>
0: no thank you that's a lot of legs and that's what's a lot
1: Uh, that is a lot of weight too
0: yeah i think he weighs like 4500
1: pounds yeah it's on
2: wheels it's fine (laughs) uphill i'll be in there with the brakes ready
0: (laughs) uh so what else is going on in your life drew a work
1: situation life babies. Um, two weeks ago, I had a meeting with my boss, and I said, it's time to start talking about a significant raise, otherwise I have to start looking for a new job, or a second job, Hmm. and he says to me, you're the fourth designer to come to me about this within the last month, (laughs) so he's like, I have started putting together a presentation to show it to my superior, who, if she approves and likes what she has to see or what she sees, she'll take it to the board of directors. Uh, And he was like, I know you guys are, like, really underpaid right now, uh, especially considering the type of work that we're asking you to do. He was like, the scope of your work has changed pretty significantly. Uh, Honestly, even in the last year, and he was like, even before that, when you started, a lot of things were starting to change. And he was like, I know we're paying entry-level money, but this is not an entry-level job anymore, so it's not fair. Um, I was like, yeah, I mean, I can I can wait it out a little bit longer and and see what goes on, but hopefully things go the way that we want because I don't want to leave the company, but I'll have to if the, the pay is not right, so... Other than that, Schaefer's sick all the time because she's pregnant, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's not fun.
2: Yeah, I would imagine with your work situation that that'll probably go through because when you have basically an entire department saying we're underpaid, yeah, their options are pay them or you lose that entire department and then you have to rehire and retrain, exactly. which is a lot more expensive I'm... than just paying the people you already have.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, it's it's like really bad though. I mean, technically, in terms of numbers, how much they'll have to sacrifice to give us what we probably deserve, it's like another sixty grand a year in that department. But out of thirty-two million dollars a year, that's not very much money. Well, that's um, what I'm
2: saying. Is like it would cost at least that, if not more, in their lost revenue from having to exactly. hire and. In- Get new people on there. Right.
1: So I'm I'm so hoping as long as you for, got solidarity with just,
2: your other designers, then it'll work.
1: all of us, all of us are like, nope, this isn't acceptable anymore. And the the video director, uh, he's like, nope, this isn't acceptable anymore. And my boss is like, nope, this isn't acceptable anymore. So nice. it's just kind of the whole. We've got a large backing right now, and my. My supervisor's supervisor is aware of how bad the pay is. I mean, I should be making thirteen grand more a year than I am right now. Yeah. So, if I get... I mean, I'm expecting a $10,000 raise, to be honest with you. Nice. And uh, hopefully that goes through.
0: And you haven't heard anything in two weeks?
1: I mean, I talked to him about it, and he said that uh, Aaron, his supervisor, is... Uh, Totally on board, and she's gonna work some stuff out, and then she's going to present something to the board of directors. Ooh, fancy. so he was like, "If it goes our way," which like he doesn't sound—he's not like alluding to what he thinks at all right now, mm-hmm. which is the smart thing. Um, but he's—he's uh, he's like, "I think we have a pretty good chance of." getting what we want uh but it won't happen until we get our normal raises which is at the very end of January okay which that's so. i mean fairly standard yeah not for the government It's not that far off well i think i can i can handle it so
0: <laughs> nice well hopefully that works out for you yeah
1: we'll see i think i have a feeling it's going to go my way
0: good that will be uh, most helpful for you.
1: That will be huge.
0: Maybe we'll actually see you again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, day.
2: Oh, one day. One day. One day. you will be able to take that lamp home with you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was really excited that I, I thought I was going to be able to finally offload that onto you, but then Tim was like, nope, he's not going to be here. Yeah. I haven't seen you in months, Drew. I don't even know if you actually really exist still.
1: No, I'm a bot.
0: <laughs> a really intelligent bot.
1: <laughs> Drew bot. Yeah.
0: Actually, Drew and I recorded this like six months ago, and we're just now doing it. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> this That's, is the
1: Matrix, Curtis.
0: <laughs> That's no. how scripted we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the federal government is on fire right now. Uh, mass chaos uh, per use. hmm uh, Yeah. All of the rules have changed, again. uh, Political pressure is a thing. Um, So the the update, uh, gosh, everything's just on fire right now. It is incredibly awesome at the same time to watch everything just burst in flames. So because of political pressure and uh, Congress pushing the White House, it's weird to talk about this is my job. And the White House is getting involved. Yep, the big man. Uh, and it's
2: intimidating f- no matter what job you have.
0: Right. Uh, like when I get a phone call from the Pentagon, it just says Pentagon on my caller ID. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not disconcerting con- at all. I should
2: probably talk to them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: or like the FBI, just says FBI.
2: Yep, I should probably answer that phone call. <laughs> yep,
0: one hundred percent. Um, my job is weird. <laughs> Uh, so because of political pressure, our right now we're in a holding pattern as in we were able two weeks ago, able to bump up our population at 25%. Uh, uh, our new closed status is changing October 18th, which they had the CDC and this is how I don't want to wear a 10 hat or anything, but I'm going to. Sure. Uh, uh so they had the CDC come out to our building and say this is our square footage and they said well because you have an upgraded HVAC system and filters uh you can have more people in your building. Um say what now? <laughs> well because the apparently I, mean,
2: I I get it but like I'm kind of with you on this like w- why this is a thing we've had all along. Yep. Yet we were having problems. Yep. So. Yup. Huh?
0: How how does that change? Yeah,
2: what does that anything? have to do with anything? And,
0: and just speaking, it's the HVAC system, air conditioning, right? Mm-hmm. Or heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have a return and you have the output of air. Mm-hmm. Correct? I'm yeah. not a moron. That's how it works. Yeah, that's. Okay, so when the return hits, there's a filter in between the return and the outlet to like filter the air. Mm-hmm. That's what you're talking about, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So unless I'm breathing... Out of the outlet or into the return, how is that going to stop COVID from spreading? I
2: and mean, I thought we figured out a while ago that it wasn't like an airborne thing.
0: It is an airborne thing. It's well, like the flu. Well,
2: it it is, but it's not. It doesn't live long in the air. It's like more person-to-person contact.
0: It's the moisture or whatever, the spittle.
2: Sure, yeah. That you get it.
0: Uh. So, yes. Uh. But... Uh, so well, you're like, talking, are, are
2: people spitting into this intake
0: well that's not <laughs> the whole thing is just weird and the fact that like so my cubicle the cubicle next to me is maybe six to eight feet across mm-hmm. from me mm-hmm. uh so if he has covid and he's like talking and breathing you're telling me that air is going to go to return, get filtered, and COVID is going to magically disappear before it hits me, or is it going to come across the aisle and
2: hit me? Mm-hmm. No, I'm 100% with you on this.
0: Right? Okay. <laughs> I'm not a moron. No, no. This... I, I'm logically thinking about this? Yep. Okay. That sounds about right. So the CDC said, oh, yeah, all the rules have changed, so now you can have 45% of your population. That's our new close status. It's 45%, which is more than anyone's been in the building since March 2020. I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Not at all. So that's our new closed status. We're no longer doing phases anymore. We're either closed or we're 100% open. Uh, So now they've changed all the rules that it's 100. So there can't be more than 100 new infections per 100,000. And it can't be more than 10% positivity rate. That would be that, that's closed status. So if it's like 102 new infections average for the week, we're closed. Mm-hmm. If it's 99, we're open. Got it? Got it. So it's either open or closed. 45% is closed, which if they maintain their schedule, we have an AM and PM shift from 6 to noon to noon to 6. That's 100%. Half of the people go in at a.m., half the people go in p.m. An and not to mention there's two groups. So I would go the work Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday. That's 100% of people who are coming back to work, mm-hmm. basically. Right? That's just math. Yeah. If you say 45% is in group one, 45% is in group two, voila.
2: Yeah. You're at 90
0: 90%. Which is reasonable because you have the reasonable absences, which are, you know, the immune compromised or they have kids that can't get vaccinated yet and whatnot. So that would be the remainder 10%. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. We're folding in the political pressure to basically be at 100% capacity. So what happens after the 18th is we'll be at 45%, but if we're under 100 new uh, infections for one week, we'll be full open. No idea what that schedule is like. They haven't said. Uh, We could be open 100% October 18th. No idea. No clue. Don't have a schedule yet. The only thing I know is I'm working Monday, Wednesday, Friday of next week from 6 to noon. And I'll get a schedule sometime. Yep. Uh, The other thing, and this is federal government-wide, this has been in the news, every federal worker has to be vaccinated by November 22nd. Fully vaccinated by November twenty second, so you can do the math. And if
2: you need to do that right now,
0: <laughs> yep, pretty much. You have maybe a week or two before you have to be fully vaccinated. uh No word on what's going to happen to people who straight up refuse to get vaccinated. Uh, if there will be disciplinary action, if they'll get wrote wrote up or removed completely. Um. So yeah, it's uh, it's going to be amazing this next month or two as a f- I'm guessing we'll lose between 35 to 40% of our population based on uh, our region and how many people are anti-vaxxers.
2: That's a fair assessment.
0: So uh, yeah, we're going to lose a ton of people. So we may not ever get the 45% or a hundred percent capacity because uh, no one works there anymore. Yeah, we've had meetings. Ridiculous. We've had meetings uh, because before it was if you – so they gave you four options. Yes, I'm fully vaccinated. No, I'm not fully vaccinated. I prefer not to say, and there was another one, or I'm, I've i just gotten my first shot. So if you're one of those three people, if you're not fully vaccinated, you had to get testing done, mm-hmm. testing every week, or – that was kind of the internment but then the president has said no you have to be vaccinated by November 22nd that's no longer an option so there was a meeting where this lady was like basically yelling at him like why are you singling out non-vaxxers because you know if you're fully vaccinated you can still get COVID shouldn't everyone get tested so that's where our situation is going
2: (laughs) love it love it for you <laughs> yeah so it, it, th- the
0: next month this october and november it's going to be a dumpster fire on top of a dumpster fire on top of you know that cartoon where the car crashes and then like the plane hits it and then the boat hits it <laughs> and then titanic <laughs> and then satellite hits it and then meteor maybe like that's going to be my next couple weeks and month and uh and no one knows. No one knows what's going to happen. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I could be not working with anybody because everyone's quit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You'd be the only person there. Uh,
0: I did go for two promotions. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, I imagine I have a better chance because I'm fully vaccinated.
2: Sure. I, I bet Gosh. that comes into play somewhere.
0: Somewhere. Uh, who knows? And uh, Or a lot of people could quit. Yeah, And not to mention uh, we have an older population as an age. So imagine a lot of people are going to retire since we get the full 100%. They're just going to be like, "Uh, I'm retiring. Mm -hmm. Bye. And then you'll have the, I'm not getting vaccinated. Bye. So we could be losing a lot of people. Uh, Yeah. That's kind of my work life right now. I go in you know, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and just laugh at everything that's on fire. <laughs> Superb. Yeah, it, it's the most... I've been there for almost 15 years, 15... Yeah, close to 15 years, and this is the craziest that's ever been and the most chaotic it's ever been. And uh, we've never had Congress in the White House getting this involved. Um, yeah. So... Not to mention all the other stuff that's happening in Washington, D.C., like them not passing a budget, but then they passed it to December. So there's that. That's effect- that affects every federal worker ever when they don't have a continuing resolution budget plan.
2: I'm going to say you fall under that umbrella, don't you?
0: Ish. Uh, it's interesting. So the way I get paid is we work, we get basically paid by the DOD, the Departments of Defense. We're in their budget. We that because the way we store records, uh, we don't own them, we charge the branches to then store and handle their records. So that's how I get paid. Mm-hmm. It's not tax dollars, but it is tax dollars because
2: where does the DOD get their budget from taxpayers? But that's not my
0: problem, okay? <laughs> so they call us a revolving fund. We're the only facility, like when there's a government shutdown, we're the only facility that stays open because. Technically, we're getting paid by the DoD, and that's your problem. You figure it out. Mm. And the DoD, I mean, $850 billion. I'm pretty sure they can They got money out. somewhere. Yeah, they can figure that out. Yeah,
2: they'll get you some money somewhere.
0: So we never get close. But the interesting part is if they don't pass the budget and we're not making money because no one's there, hmm. yeah, we could be in trouble. Mm. Yeah, so whatever. Yeah, I'm here for it. I, and, and what's funny about all of this, I might get promoted in this chaos so <laughs> and have a completely new job description. So I'll be like, uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so no main topic for today. We just wanted to catch up. And uh, I, I imagine the weddings would take the big portion of it. Um, we are rebranding and the new name will be up already and some goofy picture, uh, will be the cover art and nothing will change. If you're subscribed, you'll just be subscribed and well, Oh, the it cover is a, art it is, is a different, different name. <laughs> it's a different name. Nothing else will change. Uh, all three shows will remain the same. Um, this show will probably be tweaked a little bit. I did start working on secular topics.
2: Ooh. Yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah.
0: Um. Uh, so um, yeah, look forward to that. It's not going to be based on Christianity. That'll show up eventually when I feel like talking about it. But like, uh, I think the first topic we're just going to talk about George Washington. He's been brought up several times in the podcast. I might as well use my history degree. So
2: yeah, and people have been talking about him.
0: Yeah. So we'll talk about that. Um, we'll do like what I'm thinking is like the first. Recording of the month, we'll do like history, and then the second episode of the month, we'll do like more pop culture, like what movies have you seen, what video games you've been playing, that kind of thing, and we'll like review movies, kind of. Um, I mean, it's a BS show. We're gonna BS about whatever and what's happening in our lives, but it won't be strictly like I hate Christianity, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, and it's not that I hate Christianity; I hate uh the Republicans. <laughs>
2: throwing it down
0: (laughs) the evangelical republican uh crazy people that are anti-vaxxers and i'm just so tired of the bullshit so tired of it fair enough Uh, there was one thing i saw on my social media that just made me angry
1: Mm -hmm. Um, i don't get on social media anymore
0: i occasionally do um this person that was in the military and i work loosely with military stuff i know for a fact that if you go into the military they inject you with everything mm-hmm. everything yep. underneath the sun they inject you with it mm-hmm. we're talking measles mumps uh, malaria whatever whatever they think you could have possibly get serving overseas they inject you with it this military ex veteran uh was coming out against the covid vaccine and I'm like, do you realize
2: you've had every other vaccine, <laughs> all of them? You have
0: more than I do.
1: And- they get they get treated for anthrax, right? In the military, yes,
0: yes. <laughs> and you're 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 upset about this? What? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I'm, I'm just so sounds dumb. like a fucking idiot. I'm just I'm so tired of it. I'm I'm just just, just get vaccinated. Just do it.
2: It's not that bad. No. I only lost like three IQ points. (laughs) I was really sick, but I got over it.
0: I I was sick for that one day, and I got over it. I had
2: a sore arm, and that was it.
0: Yeah. Uh, So,
2: whatever. Just get get the poke. Uh,
0: I don't know, Drew, if you read about this, but the CDC is encouraging pregnant women to get vaccinated.
1: Shaver's getting her vaccine soon.
0: Nice. Awesome. So... Perfect. We're just
1: trying to do it on a weekend so that I can be available if she does start feeling sick. Sure.
0: Yes. Yeah. Because you'll probably have to, like, go somewhere.
1: Yeah, I'll have to, like, take baby somewhere else so that he doesn't potentially... I don't know. I well, don't know if he could get it or anything.
0: No, I don't think so. That's not... but. It's more of like to, uh, protecting Schaefer. If she gets really bad, you'll probably have to take her to like the hospital or something to make sure everything's fine. Yeah. But yeah, understandable. I get it. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Uh, look forward to nice. the next episode of The Middle where I'm sure Caleb and I will talk about his view and how the wedding goes. I don't think Caleb listens to this. Mm. Uh, Kate might.
2: Really? You think Kate listens to us, but not Caleb?
0: Kate listens to Caleb. Oh. Well yeah.
2: Yeah. I could see that.
0: Kate might listen to us. I don't know. I mean she might. She did say the most awesome thing to me.
2: Oh yeah? Yeah. What's that?
0: She's all right, so it's before the ceremony, um and she's decked out. She's wearing a wedding dress, gorgeous, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And she's like Tim, you're such a great guy. I wish there was like a dating review thing that I could put up and say, you're a great guy. And I was like, like a five-star Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah.
2: There was something like that a few years ago. I don't know if it actually lasted.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Where she could just put on my dating profile. "is a great guy. Married yeah, woman. Is a great guy. <laughs> Said this married woman. <laughs> Said this married And
1: her wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it, that literally sounds like it sounds like a quote that Ron Swanson would want. And it says like is a great guy and then in like in quotes married woman <laughs> just shows a picture of her but her face is blurred out. <laughs> It'd be amazing.
0: Yeah. So I'll be writing that high for a while.
3: Uh
0: so yeah, that's Good. that's uh all I have. Um Stay tuned for the middle and the next episode of this podcast where we'll probably dive into a little bit of pulp culture and uh, what's happening in the movie scene, video games. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. As we're officially rebranded. I'll stay tuned. (laughs) I never tell you guys what's going on (laughs) until on the podcast. Uh, I may uh, send you both that list of topics I had so you guys can prep. Cool. A little bit so you can actually I, watch movies and play video games okay <laughs> who does that <laughs> well it, well i, I don't want to keep going but i haven't gone to the theater in a while because of covid but yep. whatever i know dune's coming out i'd love that i want to yeah i'd love
2: to see that that's coming. i want to see that i, I want to see venom because i've been a venom fan for like ever
0: right uh i think dune's coming out in hbo max as
2: well oh cool so we do not even have to fight the theaters. Venom is only in theaters right now, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. we. If everyone is interested, we could do a movie night here with the surround sound and watch a Dune.
1: I'm I'd for it. would be totes down, bruh. Nice.
0: And there's probably podcast listeners that are my friends that will want to come.
1: Maybe. No, you guys aren't welcome. I'm <laughs> <No>, just kidding.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. I thought you were talking about, like, podcast live streaming no. Us watching Dune. No. I was like A there might be some uh copyright issues that we would have there. Absolutely. <laughs> B
0: and I want to actually enjoy the movie. Yeah,
2: I don't want to talk through the movie.
0: Right. Uh I so don't
2: want it to be a mystery science theater situation.
0: I do love them.
2: Yeah, mystery science theater you. is great, but let's not do that to Dune. Dune no. I'm hoping Dune's gonna be a good one
0: if it sucks we may (laughs) yeah if it sucks we can do that again (laughs) like why (laughs) uh yeah stay tuned uh for the new podcast uh rebranding and how life shifts and whatnot and look forward to more people being on the show i'm trying to work on that out i also have to figure out who i'm interviewing in october look for that Uh, lots of exciting things happening for the rest of the year uh and life might get crazy come november slash december if people are traveling for family and whatnot so who knows who knows uh if there isn't a show on that week it's because we're all busy and i'm not going to stress about it if we don't have a show if i know in advance that we're not going to have a show we may record two who knows anyway
1: who knows
0: who knows thank you for subscribing make sure you rate us on itunes i think that's the only way you can rate us uh,
2: moose is rating him right now yeah yeah sorry about
0: that oh good i like it <laughs> uh so yeah thank you for subscribing thank you for the listening to this just weird life update that we're all just kind of in a weird season of life and dealing with weddings and new jobs and whatnot uh stay tuned for an actual content episode of the show happening hopefully later this month uh thank you for subscribing listening to us thus far love you Keep okay, bye. Okay, bye. bye.
1: Bye.